hoe, riddle me that The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yeah. Can none of y'all mirror me back Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G rapping is prime I'm young H.O. Rap's great for dead Back to take over the globe, now break bread I'm in Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Miami Nice it's 11.47 on a Saturday night. I'm here with my amazing partner in crime, Katie Walsh. Hello, Katie. Hi, we're back. We're back after a, a secret undercover mission, which we will not be talking about. But what we have done is enlisted a terrific podcast host. You would have just heard her as part of the cacophony of voices having too much fun uh doing the cinephile summer where uh the crew over at film stage enlisted her to be part of their team while one heat minute was katie katie and i maria lewis alexa toliopoulos we've got her from brightwall dog room and a film studies teacher at brown it's veronica fitzpatrick welcome Thank you so much. Nice. And what Thank I'm going to say Thank right you. here, if people didn't know, and I did because I went looking, you submitted to the Sight and Sound poll, and in your top 10 was Michael Mann's Heat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that face. Amazing. That little, that little <laughs> emoji that's this, like... <laughs> Yes, the, pinch. Kiss, the little pinch like ooh, yeah that's Italian. what it is I, w- I was the model for that emoji actually <laughs> that's what people don't know about me is that i'm actually a hand model for emojis <laughs> yeah i'm one of i think like three u.s critics who put that in the top 10 and yeah. i stand behind it all the way nice so so you for folks, if they haven't seen your writing first set at Brightwall and, and or listen to the show, you're kind of a erotic cinema aficionado that you're, yeah. that's, that's in your wheelhouse big time. For sure. And for I sure. feel like the nexus of erotic cinema and a love for heat will always yeah. bring you into our Venus flytrap of my minutes. So <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> We, so, we have so many different ways of describing our space. And I just love it when you come up with a new one. <laughs> we say that this is the modern man campfire, a very horny modern man campfire. But I feel like if you're a, a critic who loves heat and who um, uh, and likes erotic cinema, you're going to you're going to find yourself in the trap of Miami, Miami Nice. So what I would say, though, let's start with heat and then we'll dive into Michael Mann and all things there. So was yeah. heat like your formative man? Was it something that you like came across and then you really enjoyed it? And then, and it's actually quite refreshing. And I talked to Katie about this quite a bit. It's like being in academia. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that Katie has done since as well as like people look at mainstream Hollywood cinema a lot of the time with such disdain. Oh, and totally. So that, and so that when you can find someone who's like genuinely smart and academic, it's like, oh, this is really good. You're like, wait, you're not just going to tell me I'm an idiot. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's quite nice to not just be told to go watch the French New Wave again. Oh my God. Yeah. Snooze. (laughs) Just kidding. Love love 400 blows. Um, No, I, I think, well, so I inherited like a love of action films and thrillers from my mother, who is a huge cinephile, huge James Bond fan. Um, Her favorite movie is From Russia With Love, um, which she saw in the cinema like a million times with her brother in the Philippines. And she is, um, someone who watched a lot of like USA Network movies with me as a kid. And I think somewhere in that milieu is probably where I first encountered um, Heat. And yes. then I came back to it um, 
Recently, when Museum of the Moving Image in New York was doing their manly melodramas of Michael Mann <laughs> series, yeah. um, and I saw it on 35 there, and I think that they have the best, most immersive, kind of like scarily immersive screening room in the city. And just, it, it felt like I was being shot, like the entire <laughs> film, basically. Yeah. And it, the just the saturation on film is so incredible and I'm a huge sucker for um, like basically a classical Hollywood dual plot line where you have a kind of like heist or um, exterior world project of some kind, an operation, um, people with specialty skills, an ensemble cast of specialty skills people, or um, a criminal and a cop who are secretly or not secretly in love with each other. I love all that stuff so much. And then to have the kind of interior plot line of a romance um, or several romances, as is the case in Heat, is just incredible. And I think Man is um, uniquely gifted at sort of fusing those two plot lines with his work. Katie, have you done a 35 of Heat? I can't remember I if I've asked. I haven't. I, I, when Veronica so, was talking about it, yeah, in, the, in Sydney, there's one cinema here, the Randwick Ritz. It's a little, um, it's it's kind of one of our two uh, big retro theaters in the city. And the last time I saw it, they've got those old, bal- it's a balcony theater. So there's oh, the whole downstairs and then there's the big balcony up top. And I remember sitting on the balcony and the, it felt like the building was going to fall down when the planes mm. fly in at the end. Mm. And I, I was seeing it with two newbies and there was me and a friend who'd seen heat many times before. And I saw it on 35 and the team was all to- were together. And at the end of it, they were like, that's the loudest movie I think I've ever seen. And, yeah. I, was like, and, I, and I was like, I'd been baptized. I'd come out of there. I was right, like out of right. church. I was like, Oh my God, that's cinema. Like get out yeah. of here. So yeah, there, I think, you know, and I know that our, the people who listen to this show um, are constantly asking, Blake, is it the 4K? Even on our Discord, is it the 4K, Blake? Is it the Blu-ray with the 35 print? And I'm always like, sorry, guys, it's the Warner Blu-ray with the 35 print. If you can't do the 35, that's it. Yeah, it yeah. is It is. It is absolutely special. And I think something about the, something about the mileage, just like our lead actors in that movie, something about the mileage on the 35 on a great, mm-hmm. like a great print that has a bit of mileage, mm-hmm. nothing better mm-hmm. in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um so tell us about, tell us a little bit about Miami Vice and your relationship with it. Because I, like, we genuinely don't know, like we got to all of us finally meet and thank you so much to the gang at the film stage and Cinephile Game Night for like arranging stuff. So, cause we get to meet new people. And I know that we've got lots of mutuals and stuff, but we've never had this conversation. Yeah. I was like, all no. meetings take place on air. So let's just like start chatting. And, 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 and tell us about your relationship with Miami Nice. So Miami Vice. Oh, Miami Vice. Sorry. Miami Nice. It's a nice Miami Vice. Nice. nice. It's a short relationship with Miami Nice. Um, I am a huge Colin Farrell fan. And so I was super excited to watch Miami Vice. I have to really concentrate now to say it correctly, Um, which I saw like way after it came out um, in 2006. But, uh, I was, yeah, I'm, I was super excited to see Colin Farrell in it. Um, huge collateral fan also. I mean, it just, I knew I was going to really love it before I saw it. And it's appreciable to me how man is just doing the same thing over and over, I think, in my <laughs> estimation anyway, which is like always create these really sensual worlds that aren't sleazy, but that are really attentive to like texture and intimacy. And he's so obsessed with, 
romance, broadly speaking, I think, like eroticism between love interests, but also definitely like the should you guys just kiss energy of like two partners <laughs> which I just totally love and think is like you know all of his films play to me as like um kind of friendship films like male friendship films mm -hmm. which is something I think is really underexplored um so Miami Vice I mean I love movies where you can feel the temperature in the way that like in this case the digital for the most part is capturing everything um, I love Gong Li. Like, what a weird choice. <laughs> 10 out of 10 choice. 10 out of 10. Just like she's totally great. Does 11 Zhang Yi Mao films. And then she's in Miami in <laughs> the chaos. In that yeah. absolute chaos. Yeah. Dancing. I mean, what I wouldn't give to see like taped live, like real time footage of oh. her and Colin Farrell practicing that dance. Um, I don't I know. know oh, you, I there is a video of them practicing. Have you oh, seen I've it? Only, no, I've only seen stills. They, oh. they, and Michael Mann like gets in there and he's like, hey, let me show you how to do it. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they rehearsed for like four months or something. Yeah. I mean, it shows. Like, We're gonna send you the link after this. It's like on do. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> please do. I mean, the moment when um, Farrell is like, I dance like in the affirmative when asked, I was like, this is unbelievable. It's like, it's actually like shocking how hot the movie is, especially given how sort of little time these characters have to create a relationship with each other. Yeah, we, we've talked about that quite a bit, Katie, around mm. the whole, there is something so tactile about everything that's in this movie, but particularly like, I think in some films, it's hard for them to, capture the physical as well as like the implied tension but like in Miami everything's hot your clothes grab your shoulders in weird ways and they hang on you know your, your clavicles I don't know what it is it's just something it's like yeah. it's hot and people are always doing that thing where you're like pulling your shirt out a mm -hmm. little bit or like trying to straighten up and there's just something about that like when the tension in this movie ramp ramps up especially between characters who are interested with each other the heat it just gets hotter so they're all mm -hmm. like a jacket comes off and it's sweatier and a button opens and it's like it, the subtext of that tension becomes text and that it just like is the electricity is on and you're like okay this is live everyone don't touch that you will get a shock you know and that's what it feels like for me when we watch it our screenings it, have devolved in yeah. as well <laughs> they when become we've, when everyone's we've just it. frothing <laughs> everyone's just like drunk and just like that dude's hot. Also, that dude. That's just me. That's just me. Is everyone, <laughs> hot? Is everyone hot in this movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, everyone's hot. But I think, Veronica, you you bring up a really, it's like we have devoted literal hours to talking about Gong Li and Colin Farrell in this movie and the romance of this movie and every we've unpacked every aspect and you actually have uncovered something new for me, which is that Ooh. I think the moment where she's like, yeah, we're going to do this is when he goes, yeah, I dance because yeah. <laughs> he's like, she's like, Hey, I'm going to take you to Cuba, but she doesn't know if she's going to fuck him. Then mm -hmm. she's like, just like, we're going to get a drink. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it's the dance. And she's like, yeah, this is, this is going down. So I think that that is the <laughs> little like tip over from like, is this happening to yes, it is. And then all of so much more of their relationship is in the dancing. Like, 
when Jose Yero is watching them and they give themselves away because their mm -hmm. dancing is so charged mm -hmm. and heated and hot that he's like, of course they're, you know, doing it. And so um, I think that is a, a good little moment to take note of that it's the dance itself that um, that is what is the green flag for her. Mojito's great. He doesn't just dance, he leads, which I think mm -hmm. when you look at a woman like Isabella suited up the way that she is kind of commanding spaces the way that she is, and especially moving through this kind of like money laundering drug trafficking kind of world, like it's probably pretty rare that she's in a situation where she's yes. not in control to some extent. And to see him kind of maneuvering her like in a physical spatial way, I think isn't just sort of electrifying and suggestive in the way that dancing together would be in mm -hmm. um you know like a classical hollywood film where that's being used as a kind of allegory for sex or something but it's it's like a real testament to his potency feral yeah, and, and sunny i guess both when you when you dance salsa with someone who knows how to lead there's nothing else like it it's incredible because you can you cannot know how to dance salsa but if the no person knows how to lead yeah. you're you're with them so it's like a very, um, I don't know the word to use, uh, electric, uh, potent, like you said, it's uh, it's powerful drug. Totally. I'm gonna draw a weird dotted line here. In 2007, a year later, um, in the Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg written Superbad, they popularized the phrase DTF, I'm down to, down to fuck, she's down to fuck, DTF. And I feel like, I dance might be the original DTF. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are DTF and you can say I dance confidently and can lead a salsa, it's all over. It's a yeah, real it's over. It's it's a it's a, it, you're you're so you're so spot on. You're so spot and on. And he can hang in that environment. Like yeah. it's a live band. He's in Cuba. Like he like isn't afraid to hit the dance floor. Like he he can hang. And so I think that's also part of the green flag it's not even the green flag it's like the checkered flag that's like go now into my vagina <laughs>
after this quick break. I always, I always wonder, today. I always wonder what the clip of the show is going to be. Veronica, you are a podcaster. <laughs> so I'm like, and you know what? Katie Walsh, she's batting a thousand. She has never missed. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> but, but no, you're right though. Cause in that scene, she has completely flipped his comfort zone. So in the previous mm. one, it's like, I know a place. And then he's flying in the boat. So the power looks like it's with him. And she's like, you know, La Baguette de Media, Havana. And he looks at her like, give me that like my passport or my bit, like give me that like my business or my passport. She's like, my harbor, you know, my, my, my harbor my master is the cousin. <laughs> yeah. The harbor, the harbor master is my cousin, whatever. She, and then she's, she's flying along. And yeah. in that moment, it's still like, oh God, like this in another movie, a lesser movie that wanted to focus on stupid, that level of stupid kind of procedurals. Like, nah, we're blowing past that. We're getting to the club. And, How's the mojito? He goes, mojito's great. And he's still, there's still, you're right, in that moment, we're on the precipice, he's still tense. And then as soon as, it's like, I dance, that's all over. <laughs> the movie's different after that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Totally. But it's not even like, I think, in the hands of man about them necessarily fucking, which certainly does feel inevitable from yes. certain moments of like right. exchanged eye contact earlier on. But like, it's just so romantic when they're sitting at the bar together. Um, when the Mogwai song comes in at the end of the film and they like have this brief moment together before they separate, I guess, forever. Uh, when we see these like close-ups of her wet hair kind of stuck to her skin in the shower that they share together. I mean, he's just such a romantic. And I think um, Colin Farrell is also so believable with his like, um, I think Manola Dargis called them like his sincere, hardworking eyebrows. <laughs> and it's just so good at kind of conveying an intensity of attention that honestly, if I ever felt in real life, I would probably combust on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. cease to exist. <laughs> those, those, those eyebrows that were um, put to good work in Banshee's Amanda Sharon. Yeah. Those good, eyebrows. Yeah, really good eyebrow work. In really Banshee's. good eyebrows. But of course, Blake, I think you know exactly where my brain went to. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yep. We are going, we're going to talk, we're not going to talk about Colin's other work on sure. the show this time. Sure. We Especially, don't have time. We don't, have, there's not enough hours in the day. Um, I'm sorry, I was, I almost like lost it laughing. I'm like, Manola Dargis, the premier film critic in the world has salsa on this show, Veronica. And I just had an image flash in my head, which we've never shared with anyone. No, just, that, just, that tape is staying in the, the vault. The, the, the tape stays in the vault, but Manola talking about Colin Farrell dancing and feeling the urge to immediately start doing a salsa herself. She stood up and started dancing <laughs> to demonstrate her point. Wow. I love her so much. She's wow. the greatest. His power. Yeah. yeah. You know? Such is the power of his hardworking yeah. eyebrows. What versions of the film have you seen? Oh, uh, I don't have know. You see, have you seen the theatrical <laughs> like the theatrical version? versus oh, the director's director. cut? I just was wondering. I've seen the director's cut. I've seen the okay. director's cut. That's I think all I've seen. <gasps> you have to watch the theatrical cut. Yeah, okay. the, the theatrical because cut. of the opening. The opening of the film is just it hits different. Well, it slams right. It cuts out the boat race. 
and it oh. slams right into the numb into the encore. The numb encore. Club. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I have goes, seen this then too. Yes. Universal yeah. logo. Numb encore. Numb encore. And I have seen this set too, because I remember thinking at the time, well, not only that that song is like a banger, unfortunately, um, but that there's something you don't, really- You never have, I'm sorry to interrupt. You never have to apologize. On this okay, show, okay. on All this right. show, that no is No guilty like a, pleasure. I totally- yeah, No guilty sacred, pleasure. It's a sacred, yeah. it's a sacred song. Okay, yes. super. Okay. There is like, isn't there something really funny about the combination of Linkin Park and Jay-Z as a kind of allegory for the Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx connection and the yeah. sort of like unlikely yes. perfection yes. of them together in the movie? And the, wow. And the tension it. and the stylistic tension. Yeah. One totally. of them coming in as like the king of that kind of rap and then this yeah. I don't know what, what I don't even know what we called it in 2005, six or whatever it was, but like that kind of like modern alt, like a right, a, uh, new metal, new metal rock. I, yeah, I, I hate how we were just like, hey, this is alternative, and then we went insane with Mad Libs to come up with new stupid mm. ways to describe the same thing. <laughs> um, um, but that's a, Veronica just bringing the hate. I know. Is, also, <laughs> you said something prior, which I think ties into this jay-z lincoln park collab which is like a lot of man's movies are about male friendships mm -hmm. which is you know something that i think we talk about a lot but also haven't quite honed in on and mm -hmm. it's akin to martin scorsese's movies which are all oh. about homosocial relationships and relationships between men and how women are terrifying <laughs> totally. um, but obviously man has a different approach to women but that uh, those are interesting comparison points to make like this it's about groups of men and the, their relationships and friendships and often between just two um there's yeah. usually like two primary friends in a in a scorsese movie um so those are like interesting to put those guys together next to each other and, and look at their filmographies through that that's and so true i hadn't thought about that but i mean i i love that man like doesn't feel any need to um decide whether his movies are going to be about men or about women and there's no short shrifting and um it's i mean it's in heat but i love the kind of montage where we get all the different women all the girlfriends and wives and kind of what's mm -hmm. going on with them separately as this kind of like cinematic reminder of what the stakes are of getting this right or of potentially walking away and i know every man film is obsessed with like how you should walk away and you just don't and so you're fucked basically <laughs> and you're gonna lose everything no matter what um, except Black Hat. So it's, you know, I just think it's such a great way to actually value the women to show how important they are in the lives and kind of um, networks of intimacy that you see, even as they are so focused on these kind of duet friendships between the men. And the women socialize the guys in Miami Vice in a really cool way. It's like that, it's that great totally. moment where he's like, they're sort of grunting at each other in the kitchen of the house and then Trudy walks out in a robe and she's like, Hey, Sonny, <laughs> like, yeah. like, Hey, Trudy. And then he's kind of like, Oh, I have to get out of my own head. I was like, Oh, Hey, Trudy, how you doing darling? Like that, that kind of like, I, I it's just such a small touch, but it's like, yeah, of course, because you're just a Neanderthal that's sitting with your friend who can communicate on the same wavelength as you and, and do that. And it's like, Oh no, actually I have to be a human being.
Um, mm-hmm. And and that's I think that, that that's that whole crew. And it's um, Elizabeth Rodriguez's eyes does that great thing too because when it becomes at its core that kind of beautiful human melodrama of like a love triangle um, with one person who is completely on the outside is outsized and whatever with Jose. And you see like Elizabeth Rodriguez looking at them dancing together and like she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And then Jose's looking and there's like eyes of awareness, gaze of awareness, and there's the gaze of like jealousy and and possession and yes. it's all all those triangulations of those things and those, how that how the group structures and um that kind of like 90s uh white outfit album cover still of Miami Vice where they're all sitting in Nicholas's apartment and you can see yeah. them all across it's like that's the kind of triangulation of all these relationships and the friendships it's just ha- having the women in there like actually socializing <laughs> and having a bit of nuance and understanding about what's going on with these characters yeah yeah it's so cool to see intuition like pictured on screen in that way yes 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 in in many ways um as an educator spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time i imagine programming for students around this time like like programming different things on different themes on different courses that you're facilitating and Mm -hmm. we have recently asked the kind of question um to a few people like what's your favorite like what's your favorite idea of like a miami vice double feature Mm. but i really want to ask you more specifically if you were programming it what would your double feature be and why like what why would it be the double feature if it was like part of a program if you were trying to teach you know Mm. like budding film students something like what what would the how would you crowbar the theme and i think Mm. any of us who might have had some experience educating it's like i would be doing anything to get michael mann on a curriculum but I'm really mm. interested to hear what you might think. Sorry to put this on you, but like, how would you crowbar it in and where would you contextualize um, Michael Mann? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, oh, I think, so I know I'm familiar with your double feature question because I have listened to some episodes of the show. Um, and I would say I'm going to do like a three part answer. So one is I'm going to cheat and and talk about a pairing that I do to sort of like offer a way for taking seriously the 90s um, action movie. And it's relevant because one of the films is Speed. So um, a film that I always teach is Notorious, Hitchcock's Notorious. And then the next film I teach for intro to film analysis is Speed. And it's to think about the language of classical Hollywood cinema as a storytelling form in a more contemporary sense. And then we do Run Lola Run to sort of give a like quote unquote art cinema sense of doing basically the exact same plot. Um, yes, put together a little bit differently. So that's like a way that I would try to think about like form and industry together. With something like Miami Vice, I'd be so tempted to teach it in terms of genre and specifically melodrama. Mm. Yes. And maybe to do it opposite um, like a, a quote unquote woman's picture to give um, a sense of contrast. So maybe all that heaven allows and um, Miami Vice, which to me would be perfect because they're both like perfect films. (laughs) Um, But just in terms of like what my original answer was going to be just thinking about doing the pod, I would say a movie that I think about when I think about this film is Drive and how that is also such a vibes based film, such a kind of like music video-esque film in terms of how much it embraces like soundtrack, um, color palette, and moments that are sort of stretched for aesthetic impact. 
beyond yes. their immediate utility in terms of serving the narrative. And that's something I think Mann just does in a mesmerizing way when he sort of pauses for uh, just stylistic contemplation, basically, and kind of like showing off, but not showing off for showing off sake, which is what I would think Nicholas Winning Refn does most of the time. Um, but somehow for me in Drive, like his pitch was a little bit more perfect. And I, I think the two movies would play well together. All that That's heaven allows. Good, yeah. All that heaven <laughs> allows. Like the drive is yeah, absolutely we'll get to that. Katie, please you go. No, no, I just I I that's not something anyone has brought up and I love that, but I also just really want to watch the notorious speed run Lola run <laughs> class. Um I am obsessed we're with speed. We don't have to go off on we're speed. We're available to audit. We can always class. go off on speed. Speed <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite films, so. Great, yeah, great, same. great movie. And fr and friend of the show, guys, live plug. Friend of the show, Chris Tapley, um is doing a show right now at an oral history of speed, including interviews from everyone in the crew and the cast Wow! and lots of critics. Katie Walsh, I believe is coming up on an episode very soon. I've gotten to hear some episodes yeah. into the future uh, because uh, Chris and I have been talking about it. He's a friend. So I've been listening um, uh, and it's really great. And no, there will, you'll never hear a single word other than praise for me and that beautiful movie and its beautiful director, Yandebont. Um <laughs> Wait, I was just going to say, Veronica, also, like, I taught a class and on the last day, it was a, a criticism class, but on the last day I said, okay, we're just going to have fun. And I said, and the kids have been talking about Keanu Reeves all semester because they had John Wick, I mm. think two, or I think two had just come out. Maybe it was three. I can't remember. It was one of those. And I'm like, do you guys need to watch Speed? And they had never seen it, or they were like, my dad watches it. Right, which made 1994 is like so long ago for them. I know. And so on the last day of class, I like had pizza and cookies, and I made them watch Speed. I was like, I am shaping young minds. So I just, you are shaping work. young minds. Words <laughs> work, totally. I and then I. I, they on, went off on a huge Keanu thing. They all became obsessed oh. with Keanu. So it was really fun. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. You're shaping young minds as well. I, I was just going to say, I don't know that my students are like as appreciative or I think there's something where they're like amused by my enthusiasm for the film, which they find to be puzzling, but <laughs> they don't necessarily share it. I'm just hoping that when they like get a little bit older and they you know, lose love for the first time, they can appreciate the state. Brown and, kids, is it the brown you know? kids situation? Oh. <laughs> They're like trying too hard to be cool. <laughs> They're very French new wave. Oh. Yeah. They're yeah. like semantics, semiotics. I love them though. I yes, them. of course, of course we love them. Oh, we call, <laughs> of course, but, it's, but I did love, I had a great teacher who was obsessed with James Cameron's The Terminator, not Terminator oh. 2. Yeah. The, term, the, the Terminator and I did a sci-fi class when I was doing film studies at university and I remember being so relieved and what was weird is that like that was early 2000s that I was in class and all of us mm. were ha, was had a strong familiarity and were actually very curious because he was a bit of a curio himself that he could be a person who was so obsessed with that specific movie because we've been so mm -hmm. accustomed to being like you know Hollywood is trash fine mm -hmm. to national cinema duh but I found, I, I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. And I've, I'm actually going to take some photos and put it up on our Discord for our fans to check out. I found this book. It's called Cinema Now. It's a Tashin 
collection book. It's 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 multilingual. And what's so funny is it's like movies now and it goes through different directors and it is such a curious thing because it's got like Bong Joon-ho and it's got like Craig Brewer who did Hustle and Flow and it's got all these things. And one of the big like centerpiece movies that it covers um, is Miami Vice. So it like literally is talking about like the directors of a very specific point in time. This is like, oh, this shot, Katie. Oh, wow. This is a test shot. I'm going to take a photo. I'll I'll put it on socials after we talk to Veronica. This is a test photo from Michael Mann when he took Gong Lee and Colin Farrell to Havana. I've never seen it before seeing it. Oh, my God. And it's this is the stuff like in this book. I just saw it. I'm a book book thrift store, secondhand bookshop, ridiculous uh, purveyor. Um, and so I went in and I was flicking through cinema now. Huh, that's interesting. Let's check that out. And it's like Nolan's The Prestige, uh, Old Boy, Miami Vice. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, wow. I'm like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> so um, it's, it's just really interesting because like I, I feel like now that specific point in time, which a lot of people – might've been thinking that post 9-11, especially for Hollywood, you know, the international burgeoning cinema all the time kind of like gets dismissed because it's not in that weird 10 mm. to 12 year mm-hmm. period that is so prevalent on streaming services. But this is like mm-hmm. a lovely mix. Um, It has been so wonderful talking to you. Aww. We would love to do it again. Yeah, we have find- to do it again. We, I'm we, sorry. We- I actually have to jump to go on the speed podcast. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this is this is this is a, a bit of bad timing because Veronica is someone like that I've been listening to on Brightwall and reading on Brightwall for a long time and um and have have mutual friends. And you know, I first heard Veronica, I'd read her many times before, but I first heard her talking to our very horny friend Travis Woods. Um a, oh, a, yeah. huge, a huge part. <laughs> Of one heat minute productions. Um, not our, our Travis host- catching a stray. No, no. Um, <laughs> always Travis catching strays from us. Loving strays, like little Cupid. They're, Cupid they're, little, they're, they're little hearts. <laughs> little they just heart shoot arrows. out of us. At him. I can see um, it. Yes. <laughs> so, all the love in the world. But I listen and I, and one of the things I thought at the time, I was like, man, like, she's really smart. She's whip smart and someone who could actually tolerate Travis's level of horniness and process it for us. It was really fantastic. So it's been wonderful talking to you and thank you so much for your time. Some absolute fire. We, we're gonna just we're gonna just run it back. We'll dive more into some modern man. We'll blow out into collateral because I know that you know yes. for fans of this show they know how much Katie loves collateral. We know that you love it and we'll sort of dive into some LA man as well. But it's been such for a treat sure. talking to you and thank oh, you for thank the you fire. Thank you so much for having me. This Thanks, is great. Veronica. And, and so the Bright Wall Darkroom podcast, we'll make sure it's all linked in the show notes. You can Super. find it. And um go subscribe, go listen. They're another they're they're like they're friends. We love them. They're like our neighbors who we're, you Aww. know, we're, we're they're a, a sister site of love. Yes. So all love to the team over there. Um so thank you so much for doing this. Oh my god, what an honor. Thank you for having me. But you're still the same